1: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Good morning, all you listeners out there in Real Presence Radio Land. It's the second day of May. It's a nice day here in Fargo, and it looks like from my... uh, from my radar on my phone, it looks like it's nice throughout our entire listening area. So we're hoping you're all enjoying a nice sunny day during this Easter season, and uh, we're happy to have you with us. My name is Jack Canelli, and with me uh, is my wife, and her name is
3: <laughs> Doreen. Doreen. Good morning,
2: <laughs> Doreen. And uh, you know, it's um, it's just uh, I. I I think we're going to break the fifty-degree barrier today, and uh, the, the predicted high for Fargo, I think, is sixty-four. So, I guess we'll all be wearing uh, short-sleeve shirts and uh, walking around the neighborhood.
3: Is that a promise?
2: Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> yes, yes Dreen makes me go for walks. <laughs> well, actually, I get to go for walks. I should say That's uh, right. more properly. That's yeah. Right. So, anyway. Uh, and we're again, like I said, we're happy to have you. And uh, before we get to it, uh, I think Dreen, maybe we should warm up the group with a joke. All right, Dreen is famous for her jokes. For your new listeners,
3: mm-hmm. one of our guests today is going to speak to us about gardening, so that's going to be kind of the theme of the jokes today. So here's the first one: Why won't a cheerful gardener plant legumes?
2: Legumes? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't
3: know. Because they're grumpies. Grumpies.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Drum roll, please. Yeah, (laughs) great. Yeah, we still don't have the drum roll and the cymbal yet. Uh, Aaron. we're going to have to work on that. Okay. Okay, well, um, why don't we get to our first guest because we're tying up some real high-priced help here. That's right. Yes, uh, we're happy to have with us... uh, bishop daniel felton from the diocese of duluth and bishop uh, I, I did a little bit of research and i found out that you came to duluth a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago from green bay wisconsin and i guess before we ask you to do the prayer i think you better answer the question that everybody's probably wondering is uh, have you made the transition yet from, you know,
1: yeah. you know it's really interesting. It's great to be uh, with you, uh, Jack and Doreen, and all of our listeners. Um, that when I was named the Bishop of Duluth, having been a priest for the Diocese of Green Bay for 40 years previous to that, um, nobody ever asked me about my relationship to Jesus. Uh, nobody ever <laughs> asked me about my journey of faith. Uh, just about everybody asked me, coming from Green Bay, if I was going to be a Viking fan. Okay. And so my response has been very consistent since the very beginning. Um, when asked, are you becoming a Viking fan, or um, how do you feel about the Vikings, I just simply respond, honestly, um, that I'm just living the commandment of Jesus to love my neighbor. And then people will be like, well, what does that mean? I'm just, I'm just loving my neighbor, is my response to that particular question.
3: Well, I- or praying for your enemies.
1: No, I didn't go well, there. No, no, that, no, that, no. you that, took it there.
4: Yeah, I did. I,
3: I, I didn't say that. I feel like I'm at a... i am at I want our audience
1: to note that those words did not come out of my no, mouth. That's
2: right. I, I feel like we're at a, I'm at a congressional hearing and you just artfully dodged that one so well.
1: The, uh, the other thing that's interesting, again, is just uh, being from uh, Green Bay and having grown up in that area um, and that all things Packers. Um, but the... Uh, with uh rogers going to uh the new york jets for those who are football fans that are listening because i'm from green bay everybody thinks now that i'm an expert on on the packers so they'll be like well how do you think the packers are reacting to that or you know do you think that uh, uh love the new quarterback is going to do a good job and i'm just like folks you know i'm not an expert on the green bay packers just from because i'm from green bay but uh in minnesota i seem to have taken on that new role as well very <laughs> happily and uh and we just rejoice that the world is bigger than football.
2: Amen. <laughs> yes. And we will be talking about your relationship with Jesus. We were going to get to that, but I figured, and I, apparently I figured correctly that this was the question everybody was wondering about. Well, anyway. Well,
1: I, I will tell you uh, a little bit of story that goes with that since we're into story uh, sharing today. So. Um, I had the opportunity uh, to study in Rome as a priest. I uh, did some graduate studies in theology and communications. And on a Friday night, I was sitting in my room at the Casa Santa Maria, which had 100 priests from the United States studying in Rome. And I received a phone call from uh, St. Uh, Pope John Paul II's secretary and asking if I might be available the next day to join uh, Pope John Paul uh, the second and uh, a delegation from the United States uh, to do the readings uh, because the mass was going to be in English. Um, and so arriving at the Pope's chapel at that time, it would seat about 40 people. So it was very, very close quarters. Actually, uh, Pope John Paul, the second, when I went to the lectern to do the readings was sitting right alongside of me. I could hear him breathing. Mm. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, don't, don't, uh, Boof up the readings. Don't trip on the way. Don't faint. Don't make a fool of yourself. And so, I was able to proclaim the readings. And then when I got back to my place to be seated in his chapel, um, all of a sudden it occurred to me that afterwards, like the forty people stand in a circle, and he comes to each person. And then, um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I I didn't ask um, back when I before I left. Should I kiss his ring? What should? What do I call him? What do I say? And so for the rest of the Mass, I said, uh, please forgive me, Jesus, but I was practicing, you know, I am Father Dan Felton from the Diocese of Green Bay in the United States. I kept saying, I'm Father Dan Felton. I was practicing it for the rest of the Mass. So afterwards, sure enough, we got in a circle. He came around to everybody, and he was standing in front of me, and I kissed his ring, and I said, Your Holiness, Holy Father, I am Father Dan Felton from the Diocese of Green Bay in the United States. And he looked at me, and he went, priest, Green Bay. And then he just stood there. And it was just like, now what do I do? I had used up my big line that I had been practicing. And the honest truth, the next words that came out of my mouth to St. John Paul II was, Green Bay, a home of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and I was like, what a stupid thing to say. Like, he's going to know who the Green Bay Packers are. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, that's so dumb. Just the one thing I didn't want to do was be dumb. And then the Holy Spirit intervened, and our bishop was Bishop Aloysius Cislo, um, with Polish uh, background as well. And then I said, uh, Green Bay, home of Bishop Weisislo. And he said, oh, bishop, friend, say hello <laughs> to bishop and he moved on. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what? What did I do? Green Bay Packers." And then when I got back to the house with the hundred uh, priests that lived there, we're having lunch, and I'm like, "Hey, what did you guys do, you know, this morning?" And uh, I said, "Well, I had mass with the pope." They said, "You did." I said, "Yeah, I got a call last night." And then afterwards, he comes and talks to everybody. He, he did. And the guys were saying to me, "Well, what did you talk about to the pope?" And I said, "Well, you know, sports, football, you know, regular <laughs> guy so anyway, sorry yeah. to take up so much time, but yeah. it's kind of in the spirit of the day. It's it, moving on. That, <laughs> it's a That's good so story.
2: good, yeah. Uh, well, uh, before we get into our topic, would you lead us in a prayer to kind sure. of kick off today's sure. installment?
1: Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. amen. Lord God, we just rejoice as an Easter people as we continue to celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We pray in thanksgiving that a revelation of that new life and resurrection is springtime, and as we seek to embrace the beauty of this season and its warming temperatures, it is also the grace that we need to grow closer to Jesus as our risen Lord. For the closer we are to Jesus as the resurrected Christ, the closer that we are to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the closer we will always be to the healing and to the hope and to the joy that we can only find in him with him and through him so i ask you to bless us in our time together today where two or three are gathered you have promised that you will always be present to us and then to shower your blessings upon all of those who listen to us and we ask this all then acknowledging the giver of all gifts and the source of our blessings in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit
2: amen Amen. thank you bishop well well uh the um it looks like our main topic is Easter joy and you mentioned it in your prayer there but um why don't you uh, well we'll let you kind of uh introduce yourself well you've kind of done a pretty extensive inter- uh, introduction I think so why don't we just go right into the topic of Easter joy and uh
1: Yeah so you know I think that uh you know we are celebrating the 50 days of the Easter season and, you know, our society and our culture is such that we celebrate something for a day, then we just move on to the next celebration or feast. But that's, that's not part of our experience, um, in our Catholic heritage and tradition. That the mysteries sometimes that unfold before us through a feast day are so deep and so wide that it, it takes us a whole season or days to even begin to comprehend the the mystery that's unfolding before us. That's why with the great feast of the Incarnation and Nativity of Jesus that we call Christmas, that we celebrate that right up through the baptism of the Lord, which is for weeks, if not months, and also uh, for the great celebration of Easter, when we celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, that it takes us 50 days to even begin to be understanding this life-changing, this soul-changing event that happened. And then 50 days of just praying that God will even give us grace uh, to be able to understand it, to embrace it uh, even more deeply. And so we are celebrating uh, Easter up until the Feast of Pentecost, which is later in the month of May. And uh, for 50 days, uh, we just try to open ourselves up to the healing hope and joy that we can find in the risen Lord. Um, But that's tough. You know, for most of our listeners, we might find ourselves saying, Wow, you know, I've already moved on, um, except uh, maybe some preaching and things on the weekend. But for the most part, very few of us would still be thinking Easter. Um, And and that's part of the Hallmark uh, culture, where the cards are already out for Mother's Day and other days. Uh, The day after Easter, everything's pulled off the shelf that had anything to do with Easter Um, And yet for us, that's not true. We don't pull it off the shelf. In fact, we keep it on the shelf for us to be able to embrace, to look at, to enjoy, to grow closer uh, to that risen Lord who is the source, you know, of our joy.
3: Bishop, the Church does such a beautiful job in assisting us through the 40 days of Lent and, you know, gives us, you know, um, the wisdom to encourage us to pray more, to fast, and to be aware of the poor, and give alms. Um, Is there anything that the Church does to help us practically to keep that Easter joy alive for 50 days?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think that there are so many things that the Church does and that God does even through the culture that's around us. So anything, you know, that is a part of Easter, again, what are we embracing? We're embracing the Paschal Mystery. And the Paschal Mystery is simply, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose from the dead, and if we believe in Him, we shall also um, live, die, and we shall rise with Him and in Him and through His grace and power. So when we understand that Paschal mystery, it's not only at the time of our death that those who believe uh, in Jesus Christ shall not perish but have eternal life, as we are reminded in the Gospels, but it's in our daily life as well. So we, we are a people of Easter hope. No matter what life might bring, no matter what the challenge might be that's before us, no matter how down we might get, whatever the case might be, that we know the end of the story, that, you know, we live and there can be suffering and there can be death moments even in our own lives. We lose a job, you know, we're trying to get through an addiction, Uh, somebody that we love, you know, passes away and dies. There are many kinds of endings that we experience um, in our life, uh, everyday life, but the Easter promise is we know the end of the story, that no matter what life might bring, no matter how dark it might be, no matter how challenging it might be, there's always going to be in the person of Jesus Christ new life and resurrection. So we we just approach all of life with that great sense of hope, not because of us, but because of what Jesus did for us.
2: So I've got we've got about thirty seconds before the break. I've got a kind of an unrelated question that's kind of been burning on me. You talk about the fifty days of the Easter season, which seems to be outside of the usual 3, seven, twelve, and 40 days, is there any significance to that number, or is that just a matter of the calendar?
1: No, I, again, I, I think that the, the 50 days is is to us a sign of wholeness and completeness as well. Pentecost, Penty stands for five, or 50, so the word Pentecost in and of itself indicates uh, the sacredness of that 50 period. So 50 also is a sacred number uh, within
2: the Scriptures as well. Okay, great. Well, with that, we're going to have to pause just a minute for a break. But for our listeners, we're listening to uh, Bishop Daniel Felton of the Diocese of Duluth. And we're talking about Easter Joy, and there'll be more of it when we get uh, on the other side of the break. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
2: As he said, back to more inspirational and uplifting uh, uh, radio broadcasting here on Real Presence Live. My name is Jack Canelli, and my co-host is my wife, Doreen. And our guest is Bishop Daniel Felton from the Diocese of Duluth. And we're talking about Easter joy and Bishop, why don't you just take up where we left off?
1: Yeah, so uh, Doreen had asked a very good question. So if we're celebrating this Easter joy for 50 days, and, and, and how are we celebrating that? We're just trying to enter more deeply into that great Paschal mystery. You know, sometimes we say, you know, we'd like to have a restoration of the sense of mystery to our faith. Well, there's nothing that is a greater mystery than that Paschal mystery. Jesus lived, he died, and rose again from the dead. But as we're entering into that with the help of God's grace, The church just gives us all great opportunities to be able to celebrate that joy uh, that we find in the risen lord in jesus christ and and one of the ways that the church does that during the easter season is with the abundance of sacramental celebrations and remember a sacrament is an outward sign instituted by christ to give us grace and so all of these great sacramental signs all of these great sacraments giving us grace uh, to be able to celebrate, to embrace uh, Jesus Christ and all that he is as the resurrected Jesus. So baptisms, we, you know, once we have the blessing of the baptismal waters at the great Easter vigil and as baptisms were taking place um, at that vigil, you know, for these 50 days there are baptisms happening in a lot of our parishes and great moments and great times uh, to be able to celebrate that we are baptized then as we die to Christ in those waters or died to death in those waters, and that as we are raised to new life through the Holy Spirit and those same waters, that every baptism is just an Easter celebration of great joy as we are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that sacramental sign and families celebrating baptisms. Parishes celebrating baptisms, a great sign of Easter joy. First communions, you know, are happening during this period of time. Precious moments and times, uh, not only for the child receiving their first communion, but also for that family and and indeed for the whole parish. You know, those children are for us a great embodiment of Easter joy. When you look at the excitement that is on their face in great anticipation of receiving Jesus for the first time and being in communion with Him, and actually receiving Jesus with that's going to be within them. You know, as we watch that, we kind of do with uh, an aha moment that, you know, when I go up for communion and I receive uh, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, do I have that same sense of excitement? Do I have that same sense of anticipation? Because every reception of communion is a celebration of the Paschal Mystery, and it's a celebration of Easter joy. And then I'm moving around uh, the Diocese of Duluth all over the place uh, during the 50 days of Easter celebrating confirmations. Um, another wonderful opportunity for us to embrace the Easter joy uh, that is given to us uh, as we receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. You know, the Holy Spirit already came to us in baptism to form us as disciples of Easter joy, um, but... Confirmation is a celebration that now we are called to be missionary disciples. So filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, that Easter joy, which is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we go out into the world now to proclaim with great joy, Jesus uh, lived, he died, he rose again from the dead. And if we believe him in our everyday life and at the end of life, we also can live and die and be resurrected to new life. And that's why we are great people of hope and we are great people of joy. And and the missionary disciples and the proclamation of what we're about during the Easter, that's what is going to attract people to us. You know, if we can go out with that sense of hope, if we can go out with that sense of joy that is given to us in Christ Jesus, people these days, what are they looking for? They're looking for healing. They're looking for hope. They're looking for joy. And if they see that in us, and as we proclaim that, they're going to say, I want what you got. And where are you finding that? And that'll be that great moment to be able to draw people then uh, into the very presence of Jesus and the joy that is given. Marriages, weddings, you know, this time of the year um, as we celebrate the sacrament of marriage are wonderful opportunities of of Easter joy as well. And then Sunday, Eucharist, is a celebration of Easter every Sunday. Um, as that is the deepest expression and embodiment that we have of the Paschal Mystery. So the Church just provides us with an abundance of sacramental celebrations uh, during the 50 days of Easter, each one of them shouting out uh, that we are called to be a people of Easter joy.
2: Well, you you gave you have given me a new aspect of uh, First Communion and uh, confirmation there because I never really associated it with the easter season even though that's when they generally happen and it's it uh, i guess that just confirms all the more you know my thoughts that the catholic church really knows how to celebrate
1: yeah it really does you know and and uh... it's not by chance you know that these great celebrations kind of uh, come out of the lenten season of fasting and the whole fifty days of easter is about feasting um... and just feasting and the abundance love and the abundance, grace, and the abundance goodness of God that is revealed to us uh, in the risen Lord, and and then you know we we began uh, the month yesterday, uh, w- uh, remembering Saint Joseph the Worker, um, and this great figure uh, kind of bookends you know as we are moving through the month of May, but kind of you know uh, feast days that are celebrated uh, during the span of fifty days, and so Saint Joseph, uh, you know, is kind of. Uh, great not only worker but as the husband of mary um, and the foster father of jesus you know what a great sign to us of embodying the paschal mystery all of the great challenges that he had in his life all of the things that might have been confusing and bewildering Um, but the one thing that he always did is that he always trusted no matter what the challenge was before him that in god and in the person of jesus christ there was going to be new life and there was going to be always resurrection. And, and and he is a great, great patriarch of hope and a great sign and witness to us of hope. And then, as we start the month with Joseph, we remember Mary uh, during the month of uh, May in a special way, but then on May 31st, we have the Feast of the Visitation, uh, that great joy, Easter joy, uh, that takes place between Elizabeth and Mary, you know, as they would visit one another. So again, that there just are an abundance of opportunities that the Church provides for us uh, to sustain uh, that Easter joy, not in a hallmark world, but in our world of faith.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you mentioned Mary. This May is the month of Mary, and I was thinking in terms of, I know when uh, I was in Catholic school here in Fargo at St. Anthony's Parish, we always had our May crowning. I think every parish right. did back then.
1: And and May crownings are are still going on, Um, and the the reason for a May crowning, it kind of replaced the Maypole, um, Mm -hmm. which is a great sign of fertility, and as the crops are being planted and the seed is being planted, the tremendous uh, abundance of fruit that will come from that, and certainly Mary, as we celebrate her during this month, you know, is that great sign to us of abundant fruit of her womb, you know, that came to us, you know, from the seed of the Holy Spirit, Mm that was placed upon her. And so, the, the whole month, and as we celebrate that with May crownings and flowers, you know, it's just a moment of continued Easter joy. And then, you know, God's grace can work through the secular world as well, and does all the time. It's called the Incarnation. So, we have Mother's Day, you know, right in the middle of uh, our uh, Easter joy and our Easter season to remind us of Mary, our mother, but also our own mom's. And so what a great occasion that is uh, for Easter joy, uh, for a family. Um, and graduations, you know, are also starting now. And these are great celebrations of life as well. So, you know, it's just incredible. And then the unfolding of the springtime season, finally. You know, we did set a record in Duluth for the most snow ever. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and so we're very competitive. We're very <laughs> yeah. competitive. We're very so we're about 10 inches short and we were just like, come on, snow. We've got to have big <laughs> snowstorms. We've got to break that record. Yeah. And we did. Well, so I am, now, I am now a, uh, a record holder uh, because of my experience
2: this winter in Duluth. Well, congratulations. We're very happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had quite a bit of snow here. I think we came close, but we didn't quite, I don't think we broke a record or anything like that. No, I don't think right? so. Yeah.
1: So we do have a parish that is Mary Queen of the Snow.
3: Oh, and see, so
1: yeah. So we did her great honor this winter.
3: Okay, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, we're just so thrilled that we didn't have a major flood after all of our snow. We yeah, a beautiful yeah. Um, slow melt and the right kind of wind and temperatures. So
2: I would imagine with the hills and all the snow, you've got a lot of water running into the lake uh, up there. You know,
1: we do. You know, and so we don't have too much uh, water standing and a lot of water running into the lake. But you know, again. God's nature and creation that he has given to us just shouts out, you know, uh, Easter joy as we begin to watch the tulips coming up out of the ground, the you know, flowers, you know, beginning to peek their heads through the soil and the great blossoming that's taking place. What a great sign of uh, the Easter joy that is in our midst all the time, even in the nature of uh, springtime and uh, Mother Earth that is around us in the and the springing forth of new flowers.
2: It seems like spring is just kind of a wonderful uh, sign of
3: new life, new life, new resu- life and resurrection, resurrection mm-hmm. if you will. Yes.
2: Yep, it certainly you is. Know, I mean, everybody likes spring.
3: Yeah, even the darkness of winter, you know, and we think about that in our lives. We all have dark times, but the hope is in the resurrection that will follow. Yeah.
1: Yep. Every winter always gives way to a yeah. springtime. Yes. Well, Every death in Jesus Christ will always give way to new life and resurrection, both here on earth and we pray someday in heaven.
2: Bishop, we've got about a minute. Do you have any last-minute message you'd like to give before, and we're going to ask you if you would give us a blessing uh, before we
1: sign off? Um, Yeah, so just I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to join you, um, obviously through this ministry of Real Presence Radio. Uh, to be able to connect uh, with just uh, a world that's beyond my immediate world here in the Diocese of Duluth, all the way out to Fargo and beyond. So very grateful for that. But just that we would be uh, not only disciples of the Lord uh, during this uh, great feast of Easter, but missionaries of the Lord. You know, we need to go out and just by our manner, just be joyful. And if we can go out into the world and be joyful, very simple, put Jesus first, Jay share that love of Jesus with others, oh, then you yourself are going to be joyful. But the world is just looking for joyful people. And if we can be genuinely joyful in Jesus, um, we're going to be missionary disciples, and that people are going to come to us, and they're going to say, I got what you got. Where did you find it? And that's going to be a great missionary moment to be able to celebrate that Easter joy with the person standing in front of us.
2: Okay, wonderful. Well, with that, would you give us your blessing, Bishop? Sure. May Almighty God bless you
1: and all of our listeners, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, everyone. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah.
2: Yeah, thank you, Bishop. We've been talking with Bishop Daniel Felton of the Diocese of Duluth, and there's going to be more great uh, Catholic radio programming on the other side of the break. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live.
0: Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live